Hello there and welcome to this podcast entitled Medical Photography and Intersex. I'm Jo Roberts. Uh, Thank you for joining me for this podcast. In this podcast I'll be talking about medical photography and how that affects intersex people because there is a history of uh, intersex people being on the receiving end of non-consensual medical photography. And in order to give you a bit of background to this subject, I am going to read something out which is a... it's an introduction from an academic study by a woman called Sarah Crichton. And now Sarah Crichton is an academic who is uh, a specialist regarding intersex variations. So I'd like to read the introduction from this uh, study, this academic document, which is available on um, it's available on the internet. If you just do a search for the title, the title is Medical Photography, Ethics, Consent and the Intersex Patient. Um, there are actually four names listed here. There's Sarah Crichton, J. Alderson, S. Brown and C. L. Minto. So I'm going to briefly read the introduction just to give you a bit of background to this subject and to give you an idea of how things are for intersex people where the subject of medical photography is concerned. Clinical photographs in journals and textbooks catch the eye and draw the attention. Authors are encouraged to submit illustrations to enliven otherwise dry pages of text. It is also assumed that clinical photographs are important in medical education. However, to date, clinical photography has been entirely a one-way process. The clinicians reap any benefits and little attention is paid to the person within the photograph. The patient in a medical photograph is often seen as an interesting case or unusual finding rather than a living, feeling person. Many doctors may not even be aware that consent should be obtained for a photograph just as it is for any other procedure. To submit to medical photography may be considered a medical intervention and yet to our knowledge there are no data on the impact that being photographed may have on the patient and their family. This is particularly true for patients with intersex conditions who are classically photographed naked. The General Medical Council clearly states that patients must be able to trust doctors with their lives and well-being. As a doctor you must make the care of your patient your first concern, respect patient's dignity and privacy, respect and protect confidential information, avoid abusing your position as a doctor and listen to patients and respect their views. Feedback from patients at two UK adult intersex clinics has highlighted major concerns over possible long-term psychological damage attributable to clinical photography. Does subjecting an intersex patient to photography compromise their duties of care. It is time to critically evaluate the role of medical photography and review the principles of good practice for obtaining and storing images. Guidelines for consent and data protection issues must be widely available and used. It is also becoming clearer that medical photography is not a neutral act and may have detrimental effects on the patients that doctors are helping. In this review, 
we discuss the effects that photography may have on the patient and present information obtained from our intersex services and research. After much debate, we decided to publish two intersex women's clinical photographs with their quotes so that everyone can evaluate the ethical issues involved. We fully expect to be accused of perpetuating the practices that this paper is highlighting. However, both the individuals concerned gave full consent to their photographs being published for this purpose, as they both feel so strongly about the detrimental effects of clinical photography and intersex people. Whilst both of these photographs were taken in the 1960s, this remains standard medical practice today, with most textbooks and even the most prestigious journals publishing pictures of identifiable naked adults and children. The problem with all of this is that there isn't actually any particularly good uh, justifiable reason for uh, taking these photos in the first place. And that's kind of the heart of the matter as far as I'm concerned, because without a totally 100% legitimate airtight reason for taking these photos, it can't really be viewed as anything other than abuse. What I find particularly repugnant and morally objectionable about this uh, practice is that a lot of the photos that are being referred to here are being taken of children. Now, shockingly, some of these photos are actually on the internet, including, up until only recently, um, on Wikipedia. Now, a few of these still remain. It depends. There's lots of different intersex variations. I think some are still there, some I don't think are there, but... There are other websites as well which also have these photos on them. One such example of this would be commonswikimedia.org which has photographs of both intersex adults and infants and I even encountered some videos on YouTube. That's how I actually became aware of this because obviously as an intersex person I view videos on this subject on YouTube and in the bit at the side where it shows you other videos on the subject I happened to see that there was another video which is quite openly showing images of the genitalia of very small children who are intersex. Now, it's my opinion that the society in which I live is off track morally and I see a lot of moral relativism in this society. People, in my opinion, don't really actually understand what morality even is and this proves it to me. Uh, I consider this to be morally insane and it's difficult for me to even get to the heart of the matter because it's so... Um, I'm trying to think of the correct word. I can't believe I'm even having to make this video. I can't believe this is even a thing. By no stretch of the imagination could it be argued that taking these photos is necessary. It's not necessary. It's something which is being done without the consent of a child. And here we come back to the classic thing which you hear a lot in this society of the Nuremberg defence. So Nuremberg defence is... Um, I was just following orders and it's called the Nuremberg defence because it was a defence that was used literally hundreds of times at the Nuremberg trials when the Nazis were being questioned over their crimes against humanity uh, against the Jews. 
and again and again and again they were using the same excuse i was just following orders i was just following orders so in application to this the medical photographer who has taken these photos if you were to i suppose tackle them about it would either take a morally relativistic stance on it or use the Nuremberg defense of I was just doing what I was told but if you are a photographer and you have like a very young child like a baby or a toddler or a four-year-old or a child in front of you and you're being asked to photograph them from the waist down that's pretty serious It's serious because a child cannot possibly consent to such a thing in the same way that a child can't really consent to anything because consent is an adult concept. A child can't really consent to something like that. Um, Nobody would argue that a child can consent to sex because that amounts to pedophilia. Um, This is... I can't believe that I'm even having to say all of this. It's it's child abuse. The non-consensual photographing of children naked... Is, is child abuse and the fact that it's being done in a medical context and the fact that it's quote-unquote just intersex children is entirely besides the point. As I'm talking about this I'm realising more and more that it's actually just making me feel incredibly depressed and icky to even have to talk about this subject at all and extremely angry as well. As a child when I was in and out of hospital several times and had appointments I think once or twice a year to go and see a consultant regarding my diagnosis of androgen insensitivity. I was uh, on the receiving end of many 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 medical examinations over the years where at least one adult and sometimes quite a few adults would remove my clothing from the waist down and examine me and I can still remember how awful it made me feel. This isn't something that I believe children should be subjected to, not unless it's a medical emergency and this didn't count. It was being done purely for the cosmetic slash psychosocial reasons that the medical profession cite as a justification for numerous abuses of intersex children. And I may very well have also had photos taken of me. I'll never know because this is the thing. They do this to children without consent and I think possibly even in some cases without the parents even knowing about it. As regards to that, I don't actually think that it's possible or acceptable for parents to consent on behalf of their child either because it's, um, because it's too major a thing for it to be okay for parents to consent on behalf of their children. Not unless it's um, regarding something which is designed to save a person's life. And I'm afraid taking photos of somebody's private parts doesn't fall into that category. The effect that it has when a person is exposed to repeated medical examinations from the waist down within a medical setting is that they may have lifelong issues relating to shame. This was a case where I was concerned and I would say that a certain degree of body dysmorphia is pretty much the norm for me. I mean, it's the norm for quite a lot of human beings in the world and I would say that having an issue with your body in general is not super uncommon, 
But there are degrees of this, and I would say that the degree of shame and, in many cases, body dysmorphia that intersex people have to live with as a result of repeated exposure to non-consensual medical examinations is probably very, very high, and I would say probably a lot higher than in the rest of the population. We don't get a say in this in, in many cases. In fact, probably in all cases... I had these medical examinations forced upon me. There was no consent sought. It was just done to me. And I can still recall how awful it made me feel. It is a violation of boundaries and it is absolutely child abuse. And the fact that we live in a society which is so utterly desensitised and so far along the path of moral relativism is the problem and it's why stuff like this can go on in our society and nobody anywhere does anything about it other than some intersex people and even then not all intersex people. We're off track in this society morally. We're off track. That's why stuff like this can go on and people don't feel the level of sadness or anger that they should do in light of something like this. It's desensitization. That's why stuff like this can happen right under people's noses and they don't uh, feel the appropriate emotional response, which is to feel sad and or angry and to try and protect the child from harm to try and protect people like me from the harm that we undergo as children at the hands of the medical profession. So absolutely, the medical photographers who take these photos are taking part in child abuse. And I would very much like to meet one of these individuals. And if they said to me that they had taken these kind of photographs of intersex children, I would say to them, firstly, a child cannot possibly consent to this kind of thing because they're a child and consent is an adult concept and secondly what you have done is child abuse and I would look them directly in the eye and say that and I don't care what they think about that. All of these photographs that are on the internet they are exploitative and they are lurid and they are dehumanizing. Uh, they degrade intersex people. I think humiliation is one of the key words that comes up quite a lot in discussions about this topic and I think humiliation is the right word that I would use and that is the case irrespective of whether it's having medical photographs taken or being examined repeatedly over and over again by medical professionals who ask you to strip from the waist down and humiliation is exactly what I felt. It was degrading. I felt degraded and I felt dehumanised. It's not the same thing as a non-intersex person going to their doctor and going to them with a problem relating to their private parts and then the doctor asking them to remove their clothing and then being examined. That's not the same thing as that. This was something which was forced upon intersex people and it was something that was forced upon intersex children like myself who were told remove your clothing and given absolutely no context for it either so I felt degraded and humiliated and it caused trauma and this goes on a long time it's, it's lifelong you can't go through those kind of experiences over and over and over again without it taking enormous toll on you and sadly 
this is just the tip of the iceberg where the abuse of intersex people is concerned. There is also the fact that pregnant women are offered a test to discern whether the fetus might be intersex or not so that they can be offered an abortion. And as I've previously discussed, there's also the non-consensual surgeries forced upon intersex people. And then there's also forced sterilisation as well. But these are all topics that I will explore in other podcasts. To summarise, I would say it takes a profound lack of emotional intelligence and a profound lack of empathy to engage in these kind of behaviours. I have stated that I feel that our society is off track when it comes to things like morality and when it comes to things like empathy and emotion. I believe that, in fact I know that, intersex people are shown virtually no empathy uh, they are treated in a dehumanising and degrading way by the medical profession. The medical profession behave in a way which is so lacking in emotional intelligence and empathy that it borders on psychopathy. And I intend to talk about all of this stuff, bring it all out in the open, because it's a, a disgusting, seeping, pus-filled boil which desperately needs to be popped. And I intend to be uh, a person that contributes towards doing that. Thank you for listening. Please show your support, whether it's through liking, subscribing, following. Thank you very much for listening.